Welcome to the Practice Squad Podcast, Episode 3. This is Garrett Gager, joined by... Chase Jacob. And our special guest today is Stone Wilson. Uh, we said it would be, I think, what, last Monday? So we're a little, little late to the party on that one, but better late than never. Stone, would you like to introduce yourself for a second? Uh, what do I say? I mean, my name's Stone Wilson. I played at Venice High School, went to IMG, then went to Florida International University, and then after that spent a little bit of time on Dolphins, so... That's where we're at. So that's a pretty good introduction. Yeah, pretty pretty well qualified. So yeah, Stone was a uh, actually. When did you when did you actually become a punter? Stone was a punter for the uh, at FIU and at IMG as well as the Dolphins. But when did you actually become a punter? I would say right as I quit playing soccer. I would say about like ten years old. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty young. You've been kicking for a minute. Kicking for a long time. Holy crap! Never forget number forty four. Yeah. First number ever. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's a long time. All right, so do you just kind of want to um, kind of give uh, the whole backstory here? How about we start off at uh, high school, kind of what went on when you went from Venice High to IMG? So obviously growing up, uh, you know, Venice High School was the one school I was going to go to. That was my parents' high school growing up. So it was kind of just like not tradition, but I would say, I don't know, it was just kind of already written that I was going to go to Venice. So I get there, you know, my freshman year goes by, sophomore year goes by, and I'm looking at playing on varsity already. So um, I really wasn't getting that much recruiting, which was a big issue because I really wanted to go to college and play ball there. And plus, you know, I figured I wasn't the smartest kid. And I mean, I wasn't dumb by any means, but at the same time, you know, it was kind of just like a safe bet to try to get picked up by a football team, you know, kind of like an easy way to get into college. So I ended up deciding to transfer to IMG for my senior year, which was a good decision because that pretty much guaranteed like my place at a college, you know, because much more exposure. Yeah. So much more exposure. So I mean, as far as high school goes, that's, that's pretty much as far as I got. Could you tell us a little bit about playing at FIU and what that was like? So, you know, obviously I had gone on my official visit, and that was the only official visit that I ever took. Um, you only took one? Yeah, that was the only one. Wow. Yeah. Did you just, like, feel a connection with FIU? Not at first. You know, I, it really all it came down to was, you know, what, what college I thought I was going to play at the most. You know, uh, what... I could a place that I could go in immediately and start off right off the bat as a true freshman. That's that was really my goal. Yeah, get playing. So time. yeah, and then um, you know, obviously FIU. It was between FIU and FSU, and FSU already had a good punter. Or actually, they, no, they didn't have a good punter, but I I know that they were just looking to put a man, you know, on the roster, you know, just to have. So I mean, that's just if they have space for it, then you know they'll fill it with somebody that. You know, as a relatively high caliber punter coming out of high school. So, no. sorry to cut you off, but was FSU offering you anything, or was FIU offering just you a anything? Just walk-on spot, both, both of them. Both walk-ons. Yeah, but I mean, I saw the most opportunity at FIU. So we get there, and Ron Turner is our first coach, first head coach, and you know, after freshman year, everything's you know kind of looking down. It's not looking too good. Next season comes through, and Butch Davis or Butch Davis. Ron Turner gets fired 
about halfway through the season. So we're playing the next half of our season with our offensive coach as head coach. So that was a strange transition. I really didn't know what to expect after that. You know, I obviously never had a coach get fired mid-season. So, I mean, you could say that, you know, the season's completely botched. You know, if your head coach is just, like, gone, you know, what's that going to do to a team? That's tough. Yeah, that is tough. So some time goes by, and by the end of our my sophomore season, we – you know, start to hear word that Butch Davis might be coming back from, you know, retirement and start coaching again. We also started hearing that he might come coach for us. And at first it was kind of just like, yeah, right. Like, no way. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're starting to hear that our AD is, you know, really tight with Butch Davis. So he ends up getting a job with us. And honestly, he's probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He's got all the experience in the world. And you know, you really can't ask for anybody better to come, you know, revive a football team. What was your record your first two years? Not combined, just... I think my record my first year was 5-7, and seven, and the next was 6-6, six and six, I think. And what about your junior year with Butch? 8-4. Uh, and four. Wow. Yeah. That's an immediate change. Yeah, that's what we got to a bowl game. Right off the bat, and then I think we had the same record for my senior year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of improvement very quick. That's crazy how much, like, that just, stats right there just show how much coaching makes a difference. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, like, he brought us to our first bowl win, first of all, and, um, I mean, brought us to our first bowl, bowl game in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty sick. How did you do in the bowl, in the bowl games? Pretty good. Did you guys win them? Uh, the first one, Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, we didn't win. And then we went to the Bahamas, which was probably the windiest game I've ever had to play in. Really? Yeah. Was it, was it helping or no? Like for punting? It helped for one punt. I think I punted like three times that game. Really? Yeah, and two were into the wind. Mm. But it wasn't too bad, actually. Now, when you guys were playing in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, didn't your starting quarterback get hurt like the first play? First drive, yeah. Yeah, well, that's never fun. Broke his collarbone. That's, yeah, it was a big bummer. Yeah, I, I bet it was. Now, so when you went from IMG to FIU, was the IMG, did they actually, were they like talking with colleges for you or were other colleges just actually seeing you play now? Well, I mean, that's how it should work at most high schools. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think, like unless you're a senior or something like that, like I don't think, actually, no, that's not true. Let me think about it. Cause so you if, can get, yeah, you can get scholarships like as an eight-year-old sometimes <laughs> lebron's son has had a scholarship for a minute exactly um sorry what was your question well i know so what i was asking is do you know if img did anything specifically for you to help get you recruited oh like did they have ties no they just have that reputation you know mm-hmm. i mean like they were already a ten. that was the first thing they were a tennis academy and then you know i think they got like soccer right after that so, like, they, they saw the studs that were coming out of IMG, you know, people were coming to IMG to get that just top-of-the-line training. What advice would you give to kids trying to play Division One? I? I would say do all the extra things that, you know, most other people wouldn't do. You know, and that's easy to say, like, do all the extra things, like, 
like do the, do an extra rep, but it's it's not just an extra rep, like it's an extra hours after you know your mandatory workouts are in. You know, I mean, just go on that extra run. You know, get that extra stretch in. Like, you know, mm-hmm. take care of your body. Like it's a, it's really like your sport is all performance based. You know, like if you're if you're messing with your car and like if you want it to go fast, you know, you're going to do all the right things to the car to make it Absolutely. go that speed. Yeah, like you you can't be driving the car on empty. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember um for those who are listening, I remember you were, you were working out like two or three times a day back when you were at FIU. Yeah. You yeah, you were putting on some size. Uh that was only that was because like I really wanted to like you know, I I knew that I had a real opportunity to like break some records at FIU. So, I mean, my big thing was like, all right, what do I want to be remembered here? Like, and you know, I kind of just made it happen because yeah. I put my mind to it. So, what records did you break? Uh, well, they're not very good records for the school, but good records for me. Uh, it's all time punts and all time punting yards. So, obviously, having all time punts is gonna help, but you know, having all time punting yards and of course, but. Yeah. At the same time, I think now, you do owe a little credit to your first coach, since you guys were so bad. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Big time, dude. I punted so many times. Like, if you look at the stats, I think I punted like 50-something times in the first season. I know that. Like, I, I, think, I think it's somewhere around there. I'm, I'm not even sure. I haven't looked at the stats in a minute. Yeah. So, when you went to the Dolphins, what was that transition like? Football became definitely more business-based. Like, I noticed that coming out of high school, like, going into college, football was becoming more of, like, a business-type deal. Like, you know, coaches have to make decisions because, you know, the the school, you know, backs the program. And if the program's not doing good, then they're going to stay making cuts, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I got to the Dolphins, it was definitely more of a business than college even was so you know I mean the decisions they make come with no you know real no emotion towards you like you know Mm -hmm. hey this this cut is you know because you aren't performing the way you should be doesn't seem like it's very personal no yeah I can see that did you if there was anything you could do to go back and work on a little bit more like trying to go pro what would it have been it's a good question. Like now that you see what you need to be able to do at the pro level, do you think that there's anything more you could have done? I think I would have studied up on, you know, football knowledge quite a bit more. You know. Yeah. Just like like, understanding what the defense is gonna do if you know the punt team does this. Or like what what do we do with this amount of time in this field range that we have? So. I think just overall football knowledge I would have worked on. Yeah, obviously it's probably a whole different level yeah, when you go pro. What were some of the differences that, like, going from punting from college to the pro level that you didn't expect? Like, everything's statistics-based. Really? It's not not even, like, for my punts. Like, my punts, not, no statistics, like, with the punts. It's literally how much time's on the clock and where you're at on the field because one yard could mean the difference between so many different things. Like in terms of where they want you to punt the ball, how they want you to punt it? Yeah. Wow. So do they have like specific, like 
Do they have different formations or different callouts for you to punt a ball a certain way or to a certain spot? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a call for everything. Wow. See, obviously, like, for myself, I obviously never punted. So, to hear you say that, I've heard some things like that with baseball, too. Like, like a lot of managers, when they're, when they're calling out, um, or they're working with their pitchers, they'll know, like, oh, Derek Jeter, if it's an 0-2 count, if you throw, like, a, a low-two-seam fastball, he'll, like, ground out to the shortstop, like, 85% of the time. So, like, they, like, really start breaking down the statistics of it. It's All amazing. Stats. Yeah, it's crazy. So, was there any stress that came with that, going from FIU to the pros? Of course, right? Definitely. What was that like? I mean, you know, everything that you really worked for kind of, like, depends, like, on how you, like, yeah. It really depends on, like, how you perform in, like, a month-long period. Yeah. You know, if you're going to fall or show out. That seems like a lot. What advice would you give to someone going from college football to an NFL training camp? Do all the things that you did to prepare yourself for college times 10. Wow. Times 5 to 10. I wouldn't go like times 10, but like, you know, just to make sure you're taking care of yourself on top of working out as hard as you can. And obviously studying some film. Yeah, definitely keeping up on the film studies. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Uh, don't you, you have some merch coming out soon, don't you? I got a little something coming out. Do you want you to... can check it out on my um, my Instagram page, at Stone Wilson. I got some stuff coming out for you guys. It's all uh, in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, all the money is going to the Victim Relief Fund. So go check it out. Oh, that's a blessing, man. I, uh like to donate if I can um but yeah so we, we appreciate your time today hopping on to the podcast if you guys have any questions that you'd like to uh like us to ask stone or just reach out to us you can reach me on instagram at garrett gager or and at chase jacob yeah well uh we appreciate you guys stopping in today and uh stone it was a pleasure my boy appreciate you it's a pleasure chase thank you for having me absolutely